Welcome to this week's episode of On The Circuit, a show where we have conversations that spark innovation. On this week's episode, we are recording live at the Market Council Summit 2022 at a podcast booth sponsored by Halo Investing. I'm your host, Johnny Sanquist, CEO and founder of Three Crowns Marketing. Johnny, thank you so much. This is Shannon Spotswood with RFG Advisory, and you gave me the mic to step in as a... uh, as a guest host, as we saw the great fintechie walking by, Joel Bruckenstein. Joel, it's so good to see you here at Market Council. Always good to see you. I mean, you brought the heat yesterday on your panel. There was a very lively debate that was going on. Can you summarize it for us? Well, I think it's it has a lot. To, there's a number of debates going on, right? One is human versus computer, right? Another debate is okay, you know, we've been working on integration for 20 years and you were talking to me about it earlier. It's still not as good as it needs to be to suit the needs of your firm. So how do we get by that? And um, everybody has a different opinion, obviously. I thought one of the more interesting ones was Oleg's opinion. <laughs> you know, who, It got hot in the room. I he, loved it. Well, he put it back on the advisors and I think there's a certain amount of truth to that. You know, advisors are an essential piece in the distribution system. And when they demand change, change usually happens. Um, You know, I think part of the problem is that advisors don't always know what to ask for. Mm -hmm. They're not technologists. They rely on others. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so if everybody really understood what the end game was and what they were looking for and they could enunciate it, I think we'd make a lot more progress than we have to date. Okay, so staying in that in that thread there, because after listening to three back-to-back panels, and you know I'm obsessed with technology and thinking disruptively about technology, I was kind of struck by and kept kind of coming back to this philosophical question, which is, we've you know you've been in this industry for a long time. We're all trying to solve the same problem. We're all trying to solve this problem of personalization, digitization, delivery of a client experience, and yet we're not really getting there. Like, why are we still solving this problem? Do you really think it's because advisors can't articulate what they're looking for? Or are we just not, we're just not cracking the code the way other disruptive industries, particularly in Silicon Valley, have been able to move the needle on tech? I think part of it is because advisors don't speak as one voice, right? I always say they're like snowflakes. Everybody's got a different opinion and a different business model. But the other thing is, you know, and I think this came up in our panel as well, you know, one of the dirty secrets in the industry is why are there, where is there no standardization of data? Because the vendors don't want there to be standardization of data. They're competing, you know, they all have their own intellectual property and they're trying to protect it. And if it was in their best interest to create data standards, they would. T3 tried to shepherd them to do it a number of times and we failed miserably. Maybe it's time to uh, try one more time at Swing at the Bat. Uh, I see no light at the end of that tunnel based on (laughs) what I'm hearing from some of the biggest in the industry. All right. Last question for you. What are the top three, like, let's call it two to three things that you're hearing from advisors of problems that they would like to solve with tech? Well, I think you just touched on it. I think digitization, um, you know, mass scale personalization And I think, you know, beyond that, it's the things they're not asking for. And one of the biggest things, you're very advanced. 
Most firms are not adv- as advanced as your firm is. And a lot of the, the firms still haven't really solved some of the fundamental issues like internal workflows. Right. You know, I always say if you take a bad workflow and you automate it, you've just automated a bad <laughs> workflow. And many, many firms do that every day, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you my wish list. Okay. So I have two things at the very top of my wish list. The first is, and you've, I, you and I have talked about this, and you're going to help me solve this one in 2023, is a fully customized portal that really reflects the mission, vision, values of what we're delivering for advisors. And the second is a true KPI dashboard, both at the enterprise level and at the advisor level, where we can have, you know, even at a at a baseline level, be able to show advisors how they are spending their time so they can become more tactical in the deployment of that time to actually find more passion in their day-to-day lives. I'm an advocate of both. And I think, you know, your firm now has the scale and the resources financially to be able to do that. As I said on, on stage yesterday, a lot of firms don't. Right. You have to get the critical mass in order to be able to do that. If not, you're going to have to rely on a third party to do it. Well, you you set me up beautifully for a plug, like come and join RFG's uh, turnkey platform for independent advisors and we'll do it for them. As soon as we build it for you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joel. I love seeing you in the hallway and being able to jump on Johnny's podcast with you. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Hey, this is Johnny Sanquist, the CEO and founder of Three Crowns Marketing. We're taking a quick break before we get to interview number two, so I can introduce you to who we are at Three Crowns. We're a full service marketing partner for high level service professionals, and we get to launch, scale and grow unforgettable brands that are changing the world through technology and advice. So whether you need an updated brand, new website, ongoing marketing support, you want to launch a podcast, we have got you covered no matter what you want to do. And that's all I'll say about us for right now. You can check us out on threecrownsmarketing.com and let's get to interview number two. I'm here with Shannon Spotswood, president of RFG Advisory. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It's so good to be here with you, Johnny. I'm excited to chat with you because we're going to talk through the panel that you're doing here at the Market Council Summit. Your panel is called The Battle to Attract and Retain Talent which I know that you at RFG are are really innovative about. You guys put a lot of thought into this topic, so I'm really excited to hear your take on um, just how advisory firms can build themselves to be an employer of choice and how they stand out from the oh, crowd. I love it. So, it's, yeah. It's such, a, it's such an important and, uh, I think, impactful topic that we don't spend enough time at these conferences when we're together talking about mm-hmm. our culture, our teams, and how to really be intentional about the construction of it all. So it's a it's a huge honor, obviously, to be asked to speak at Market Council, and and this is yeah. uh, this is really a topic that I I'm obsessed with, and and spend a lot of time um, thinking about, and and certainly working with our team to implement. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. Let's get your thoughts. First question I have for you. This is a hot topic. We just asked it uh, of our newsletter subscribers recently. Um, what's the workplace preference right now? You know, you've got in office, uh, you got remote, you've got a hybrid. My team uses a hybrid. We do, we do both. What's your thoughts? I will stand on the highest mountain and shout this with passion. Absolutely, one hundred percent hybrid. 
And there's a lot of reasons for this. Um, The most important, I think, factor is that the you know the pandemic has given organizations permissions mm-hmm. uh, to be hybrid, and if we want to take seriously retaining and recruiting talented women, mm-hmm. in particular, into our industry, we have to offer a hybrid workplace. And truly, everyone benefits when you have yeah. ingested you know injected some flexibility into, you know, you're, you're asking people to spend a third of their life. And that means a third of, or more of their energy, of their passion, of their time in building your company and serving your clients and in, in, and really prioritizing that flexibility will make all the difference in people's mental health and longevity and just overall happiness in the workplace. Yeah. Now you mentioned how it's especially important for recruiting women. Yep. And what are the reasons for that? Why is that hybrid uh, so important when you're trying to to bring them into your workforce? So we, um, you know, as women, as I'm a mother of, of three children, uh, they're all teenagers now, but we wear a lot of different hats. We are the primary caregivers in our home. And it means we're not just caregiving in our home, we're caregiving of our extended families and our communities where that tend to be the room moms at school and organize, organizing all the carpools and sports afterwards, doctor's appointments, you pile it up. And it's not just mm-hmm. um, women with children. Those responsibilities extend to women kind of in all facets and, and stages of their life. So having that flexibility and that permission to have a life outside the office is really a um, has has been something that Wall Street is not known for, and so to change yeah. that dynamic and give women kind of the the space and the room that they need to breathe uh, to have those lives outside the office is just it, it's it's table stakes in order to to hold on to and attract the talent that we so desperately need to really power our futures. Yeah, absolutely, and especially I know this is a, a focus for so many within the industry, but. Creating a, a better industry for women advisors and we're diverse. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, that's a huge part of that employee experience. And if you're going to maybe put hybrid workplace as one of the uh, tent poles in the employee experience that you yeah. guys want to create, what's another benefit that really differentiates? RFG in your mind as the that experience you create. And this is one where you can really dig into the secret sauce, but I'm going to answer it in a very approachable manner. And this is going to sound almost too easy and too simple and something literally everyone with a, uh, you know, the click send of an email can implement and has a huge like cultural benefit. And that is we make three day weekends, four day weekends. So when it's Memorial Day, that's a four-day weekend. When it's July 4th, that's a four-day weekend. And what you're basically saying in doing that, and so it's just basically adding in uh, additional vacation time, but adding it in very strategically, you're asking your team to show up and crush it, you know, day in and day out. People are working long hours. People are doing, you know, handling a significant amount of responsibility as we're growing and scaling our businesses. So to acknowledge like you're going to be with your family, there's a lot of traffic on the road. These are high volume times of year. I mean, Thanksgiving is the highest volume. So give them Wednesday off and Friday off. So make three day weekends, four day weekends. It's the easiest way to really say to your employees and your team members, like, I love you. Take this time with your family and your friends. That's such a easy to implement uh, advice too. So <laughs> I, I love right. it when we have... <laughs> 
Sometimes the easiest is the is is the best advice. Yeah, no, I love it. It's so actionable. Like somebody can yeah. hear this right now and immediately like go do into it. their, and just their people system and right. be like, I'm just going to add these as holidays. I'm, adding, and I'm just adding these days as holidays. Here we go. It'll take you five minutes and you've improved your workplace and you culture. you don't change your other vacation policy. You don't mm-hmm. take those days away. You just give more. <laughs> yes, right. You just give yeah. more. Yeah. And then the other quick thing I would touch on is swag. And I'm not talking like show up with a squeezy stress ball and like a bad koozie. Like take your swag like you're a merchandising company. It helps that, you know, I own a children's clothing company. So I have spent time in the trenches building a a consumer facing retail brand. Mm -hmm. But think about your swag as like it really is. a It's a gift that you're giving. So treat it as such. Think of it as like a gift you would give someone you love mm-hmm. and invest the time. So it really reflects your cultural values. And yeah. people are excited about it. They're stoked on your cool swag. Yeah, absolutely. And I really am the swag queen. I, I do. I, I'm going to get you a three crown shirt. <laughs> I'm going to have to get you the whole yeah, like, yeah. passion packed <laughs> box of goodies. <laughs> I will proudly wear some RFG gear. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. <laughs> One last question for you. Um, for your managers, what's a tool that you have implemented for them to make them better? Because, you know, we've talked about employee experience here so far, but one of the most direct ways that you create a great employee experience is equipping their managers, who are you know, the person directly responsible, really, for that employee success with the tools that they need right. to help their people be successful. So how do you do that? It's such an important question. You know, Taking two steps back, the first step to really help your, your your leadership team, your managers succeed is to clearly define the roles and responsibilities in the organization. And that means separating people from role and responsibility. So you define who you need on the team, not who you have on the team. So you first start with like a very clear idea of who needs to be on the team that those managers are managing. And then the second thing is to really codify what are the what is the vocabulary that's spoken in your firm? Like, how do you talk about members of your team? How do you talk about attributes of success? How do you talk about what kind of language that you use? And I'll give you an example for us. One of the attributes of success is radical candor. Well, we're not socialized at home. We don't really learn this in school to be able to practice radical candor. It's really hard. So what we've really implemented is two very kind of straightforward and simple ways to 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 just weave that into the conversations. The first is we call it issues clearing. So does anyone have any issues to clear? And this is gives you the forum. It's a safe space to say, you know, when we were in that meeting, the way that you handled X, Y, Z, like I've just been holding on to it and I wanted to clear the air. So you're not accusing anyone. You're not like writing anyone up. This isn't a performance improvement plan. Sure. It's just giving you the language to kind of open that door to having that radical candor. And then the second one, I'm a big believer. I know you share this, um, Johnny, in practice gratitude. And we don't yes. have enough ways to express gratitude. Mm-hmm. So we do it in the form of words for the good on our mm-hmm. Friday all hands huddle. So we always end Friday all hand huddle, all hands huddle with like words for the good. So that's an opportunity to share not only things that are going on in your personal life, but to really celebrate people on the team and have words for the good. Mm-hmm. So once you've woven in like, 
issues clearing and words for the good, your managers now have a language to be able to do two of the most important things of leaders. One is to provide very constructive feedback in the moment. And Mm -hmm. two is to express gratitude. I mean, Mm. it's a gift to lead. So let's all be grateful for it. It absolutely is. Shannon, thank you so much for your candor and just your transparency, like your willingness to be open about how you've built RFG and how you're creating a successful company there. I know it's just gonna, it's it's a rising tide for all boats, right? Like it's gonna help all the other advisors listening to you. So thank I love you for that. that. Thank Thanks you for so joining much. me. Love being here.